Welcome to the Cascast. I'm Ella. I'm Ilsa. And I'm Jess. Who are you? Estia. All right, uh, we have a few mailbags to go over before we get into this episode, uh, which is Let It Bleed, but I'll tell you more about that later. Okay, first up, we have uh, something that we actually touched on last week, if you've listened to last week's episode, um, but we all wanted more time to think about it. Um, our good friend, You Don't Know Shit About Cats, asked us if we could choose a song to feature or needle drop in the episode. What song would it be and where and how would we use it? And they, because they heard us not answer it, they <laughs> also DM'd <laughs> to have a chat. Um, they were just like, yeah. hey, can you, hey, listen, it would be cool if you got back to it, like you said, that you would do it. That would be cool. I'd like it. They were like, I'm, you guys sounded pretty flippant and you kind of half answered. I hope you full answer. <laughs> and we're going to full answer now. Um, do either of you want to go first? Um, um, no, you started with the hard one d- first. Well, no. we're going in order as per usual. So, I've got notes. I did my homework on this. Okay, you do you answer you first, and then you answer first. You're always <laughs> prepared, always with the homework. God. Okay, so um, the first thing I thought of was "Dear God" by um XTC. I don't know if that's. I'm pretty sure that's how you say the band name. Um, but just after it would be just after Cass finishes praying at the end of the episode um and we go into the titles um because they just kind of use this orchestral music that they've Mm. used like throughout the episode um it just seems to be like scored instead of um any regular kind of punchy needle drops but um Mm. I think just the instrumentals of that song so not the part where like the the first verse starts but just the in- instrumentals I think would be cool because it's like if you know that song then you know that it's like a prayer that's like telling God to fuck off essentially mm. um, or just like questioning things and it's like if you knew that then that would be kind of a oh okay and it's it's a nice guitar kind of sound and it's kind of like solemn or I'm re- I'm not really sure on the placement um, maybe you could also do it in the outro but it's slightly different tone um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears because I just really like Hell that yeah. instrumental. And, yeah, I thought I think it kind of fits uh, with a few of the conversations that they have during the episode. Um, but that's all I could think of. I do have a lot of, uh, like, songs that I think would work, but it would, like, mean that the scene would have to change a bit. Yeah, um, that's I, I ran yeah. up against that as well. Yeah, because it's like there's some that are kind of would be good maybe for when he's like smiting the demons or something, but it's like it, it wouldn't really fit perfect. Whereas those ones I kind of thought would fit at the end, I guess. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. What about you two? Jess, do you have something you'd like to go first? With? So I said, I said, uh, turn to hate at the end of the last episode, or mm-hmm. when we were talking about it last time, which is like, I think like some of the lyrics really apply. Um, mm-hmm. so like that could work. It's, it's maybe like a little faster pace. Like I think that I would want something like slower, but unfortunately I only listen to like five musicians. So nothing <laughs> is like exactly contemporary. I'm like, the killers is like the closest that I can think for like time period. And oh, I'm yeah, wondering like, good. maybe like something like all these things that I've done, something like that. Ooh. Pretty good. 
Um, so that's like kind of what would, I guess would be my like contemporary pick, like for the time period. Um, but mm-hmm. also like My Tears Ricochet is a pretty good like betrayal song, but obviously that was on uh, folklore. Really good. So obligatory like, Swifty mm-hmm. mention. <laughs> I just had to Google it because I was like, I don't know what song you're talking about. Uh, it's okay. like, oh, man. if I'm dead to you, why, why are you at the wake? Um, and that then let good. me just think if there's any like Lucy songs that would apply. Ooh, Lucy songs. Yeah, shit, Lucy songs. Night shift. <laughs> no, no. Night shift is too upbeat and and sound. <laughs> Take care of you and yours. Nobody wants that. They're both so fucking insane. They don't want that. Maybe like um, body to flame. I feel like body to flame. I was so fucking scared you were gonna say that. I shut up because I was scared. <laughs> I wasn't going to... I was like, okay, let me not say... Okay, talk about why. Well, first of all, I think that she sounds... Like, that is one of her most beautiful songs. Like, her voice is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, just to, like, read the lyrics, uh, the... I'm actually getting goosebumps like talking about it, but it's, like, kind of, like, the <laughs> biggest, like like s- like, swell of the song. She says... Believe me, I'm speaking plainly and painfully, trying to stay elegant, eloquent, and and akin to you. Um, Oh, that's good. And then the final... This song is only four stanzas, which is, like, fucked up. It should be four hours long. It should be four. But she says, You take me aside to solemnly confide when it comes the time you plan to give your body to the flame. Which I think, you know, this applies to our situation. Um, And she's talked about that song, and she said, like, it's actually a pretty freaky kind of story. She says that, like, one of her friends is telling her at a party that, like, they want to, like, light themselves on fire. And she was like, that's, like, the farthest that I've ever felt from somebody. Like, they were coming oh, from a wow. place that was, like, so far from what I understood. And it's, like, not to take a real-life situation and, like, cheapen it by associating it to, you know, a fictional story. Um, mm. But... I think that's, like, pretty close to what's going on with, like, Cass and Dean. It's, like, they they are not in the same place at all. So, anyway, mm. I love that song. Everybody listen to Body to Flame by Lucy Dacus because it's really very good. beautiful. You'll see it on that AMV. Yeah. Um, no pressure. I want to nominate for my A, I guess, A chronological pick. Um. <laughs> Is, uh, is Describe from Perfume Genius. Everybody clap for Describe from Perfume Genius. <laughs> Yay, Perfume um, Genius. Perfume Genius is also n- well-known within the Supernatural fandom. Um, <laughs> for writing Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. For writing a little sub-sex series about um, I've had every... I've, se- I've had sex with every a- actor from <laughs> the CW Supernatural or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll link so, it. I don't know. Wait, it says that think... in that song? No, he's Substack. Like, he's sub- Genius Substack. is Substack. Haven't you read it? No. I have not read Wait, what it. What song is it? I've... Descriptions? What did you call it? It's Describe. Describe. Um, so, I'm sorry. I, like... So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Chill. It's chill. It's chill. Um, <laughs> I think it would be really great. Um, I, but again, scenes would have to change a little bit right at the moment where uh, Dean and Cass, like, have the, they lock eyes um, when when Dean's about to run. And I would love for it to pick up then. And then 
um, have a little music, a musical break before because there's quite a little. That's not described. Fuck, I'm thinking of the wrong song. Uh, it's shit. It's not described. Um, oh, it's from that same album. Shit. Describe is a good Destiel song as well, though. Um, what's the one that's like, I know you called me and I didn't pick up. I was busy freaking out. I only know Queen. I'm, I'm a fake fan. Uh, some Dream. Excuse me. Queen is a great song. Um, yeah. Okay. So so he has a, a like a very like light, like sort of lights is not the really word, but like... Um, not very intense part, uh, like an intro. And then um, there's like a loud piano and some bass that pick, that kicks in. And then he has the lyrics, I know you called me and I didn't pick, pick up. I was busy freaking out. Um, and all that time spent perfecting <laughs> <Uh-oh>. my <laughs> spent perfecting my look. Now there's nobody around. Um, so we can talk about that as like a, an analogy for like his, his war shit. Um, I just thought of another one. And then all I meant to love has gone to the ground. Oh. Come on. Come oh. on. Gone the minute I stepped up and looking around. All this for a song. Like, it's a great song, and I would recommend listening to it, like, four times in a row so you could feel crazy. Um, but, yeah. That's that's my pick. Um, okay. What else did you think of? For Yeah, um, I have a different one as well. Do you guys know It's Too Late by Carol King? I don't think so. Uh, I'm thinking of... You guys need to listen to my Supernatural playlist. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's it's like, you know, it's kind of just like starts with like piano and stuff. So it's like that would kind of sound cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, yeah, it's it's about, it's about things being too late. I can't really explain it. Um, (laughs) That um, sounds good. I just think it really, it probably suits the Supernatural sound. So it's like... It's too late. I think um, I know it. I think I only know the Lucy Dacus cover of it. Oh, okay. Does, is the tune like, <laughs> but it's too late, baby, now yeah. it's too late. Yeah. I know yeah, that. I have a lovely feel like I'm voice. 55. Yeah, you really do. Thank you. It's, I kind of, can I tell you guys a secret thing and I'll cut this out? I kind of wish I was a musician. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, you don't have to cut that out. That's you can be. No, I don't want people to know it. All of the audience. all of no, it's fine. I don't want people to know about it. Um, there was a different one I thought of, and this might be a cheap okay. pick because it's the Rolling Stones, and uh, I don't know that they do it. But um, you know, classic rock pick. Why not? Um, I'd like uh, laugh. I nearly died. Um, oh yeah. And I like that around the same time or like outro. Um, but there's a lot of moments it could work for. I'm sorry, I'm doing a really pathetic job of needle dropping. I just, I have playlists, <laughs> various playlists. I can link playlists for you guys. I believe we have already because I think we all are like, our playlists are so fucking good. <laughs> Which is the chronic state of being a fan who loves music. Like, my playlists are just my favorite songs. So yeah, like. playlists <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you guys. I think the supernatural one shit. is the one that I put the most effort in. The rest are. Oh yeah, you did a great yeah. job. Oh my god, I have an Afrikaans song on my. I can fix it in my head. Yeah. I have an Afrikaans song on my "Man, I Hope You Can Hear Me" playlist. That's crazy. That was crazy of me. 
stupid. It was a different time, you know. Everyone, when you made that, you know, we were all desk yelling 24-7. Whereas Bro, now it's as if I'm down not. slightly. <laughs> For some, it's calmed down. For some. Okay, let's go. Next question. Oh, can I just say? You don't know mm-hmm. shit about cats. Thank you for being such a loyal friend of the pod and always asking really great, really difficult questions. Yeah. Yeah, really fun questions to talk about. Oh, and I don't think I mentioned Big Love. Can I talk about Big Love for a second? Big Love, live yeah. at the Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, uh, California, <laughs> 523.97. By- 523.97. By who? Um, it's a little by Nicole Fleetwood Mac. Um, oh, very nice. fucking crazy. Um, really good lyrics on there. Um, so looking out for love, uh, which I, it's fun because like the artists have said about it, like it's, um, I believe Lindsay Buckingham said, like, it's about like wanting love, but fearing it at the same time. And I was like, yes, 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 yeah, it's great. And, um, um, yeah, you said that you love me and that you always will. You begged me to keep you in that house on the hill. That's really great. I'll build you a kingdom, shit like that. And I wake up yeah, alone with it kingdom? all. Come off it. Come all right. off all right, it. Yeah. I wake up alone with it all. I wake up but only to fall. Really great. And it's this a crazy a- performance. <laughs> this is too long of a section. No, no, I hope no. you're happy with the- it. This is relevant to our next question. Just oh, good. the the tone and the way you've been answering has is relevant to this. Um okay, so anonymous <laughs> says also, anonymous, don't, you don't have to be anonymous. Like, you come know, back. show come yourself. Yeah. yeah. Anytime someone's anonymous, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I want to know you, URL. Um, okay. So they said, you all need to know that whenever you say, this is crazy, <laughs> I am screaming, it's so fucking crazy, you write back at my phone. <laughs> You're doing Caskills an important service when oh. you say it. Please say it, Illy. <laughs> That's so we love cute. You too. Thank you for being yeah, in it so with sweet. us. Can I say? Because it really is. It's so crazy. <laughs> a lot of fake friends in this world. It's so crazy. <laughs> and you're in it with us. And and we are, we appreciate it. It is so fucking crazy. Can you even believe it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Illy too. Illy yeah. too. Um, okay. So Anonymous said... Hi, have you guys ever considered making a Patreon or Kofi? Coffee? Kofi. I don't know Coffee, how probably. it's pronounced. Um, if not, what's a way that we can show our appreciation for the pod and the work you guys put in to make it happen? Okay, so number one, that's really sweet to be thinking of us. That, you- that Yeah, I saw it and I was I completely <laughs> forgot about it because I was like, I can't believe people would give us money that's not yeah <laughs> i think yeah i think the gist has been well no one would want to do that so we're not gonna presume <laughs> <laughs> what would be the point you know yeah um, um it, it's very nice also the second thing is just that like this technically doesn't cost a lot to make it's more just like a time thing um and we all enjoy doing it so that's you know we're not in it to be making money but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know <laughs> It would be an extremely niche market. We have thought about it. Or like one expense is um, like uh, paying for the The podcast hosting. Um, So we have thought about making a coffee. I don't think it would be right for us to make a Patreon considering how inconsistent our output is. So like to be 
Yes. To yeah. be very consistent in taking your money every week while we inconsistently, <laughs> or taking your money every month while we inconsistently put out a product is like, that wouldn't be right. But we have thought about like a coffee or something mm. like that. And that might be something that we revisit, but it's not a super high priority for us because even podcast hosting isn't that expensive. So uh, yeah. the answer yeah. is maybe. <laughs> Maybe if you think that you would genuinely like want to do that, yell out. And if we get some interest, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. thank you. Otherwise, yeah, if you want to um, support us, I guess you could just share the show, right? That's what people say in the yeah. situation. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that's actually so important for podcast growth. Oh, absolutely. If there's other people that you know that you think might enjoy it, or just generally, if you if you blog, uh, just like if you want to talk about us, go ahead and uh, keep sending us messages too. That's like a night. That's that honestly keep sending us is messages. More meaningful, it's meaningful to us. Yeah, than, uh, donations. Would <laughs> it be. makes my day. Um, maybe yeah. also you if you haven't yet, um, whatever podcast service that you listen to us on, if you review us on there, that also helps. With, review like, visibility rate. That and would be stuff. great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, though. Yeah, we really love sweet you. of you, you to you think so of us. Yeah. Kisses. Kisses. <laughs> so awesome. Um, okay, our last thing is actually an email, um, not a Tumblr ask. Um, it's two emails, but they're from the same person, so they're considered one email. Um, Yenny. Y- yeah, that's it. I'm wondering yes. if we Yenny. should call them out on the on the pod they didn't say they wanted to be anonymous so i'm thinking it's okay but if it's not please on purpose yeah okay that's true i just don't want to be a i don't want to be in trouble (laughs) but okay um yeah go ahead we can always edit it if they if in retrospect that's what i'm saying emails us gives us their name and they know that we read emails on air yeah like it's fine yeah (laughs) yeah and it's a first name it's a first okay fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah, hey yeah. Yenny sorry about that I'm being a weirdo no worries thanks though they wrote really like a really long thing so we're not gonna read it all out but um yeah, one sorry. part in particular that I want to read word for word because it is great um <laughs> Um, I found you guys' podcast when I was listening to this other Supernatural podcast and someone wrote in or voiced in and I liked it. So, okay, that was me, I think. Um, I, I was thinking maybe it could have been when me and Ilsa were guesting on Supernatural opinions. It could be. But I think it is because I've said voiced in. Friends I think that means when I sent a voicemail into Carrying Wayward, <laughs> Friends of the Pod. It's a really good pod. I, I might have already said that. Um, but, I yeah, so... And they, then they said, um, I liked it. So I went and I found your guys' podcast. <laughs> this is the bit where I'm so, so grateful for their honesty. It's, it's really I cracked us up it. over here yeah. at the Cascade. It's true. They said, uh. <laughs> they said, at first I didn't think I'd like it <laughs> because you guys are like three people. And in the first podcast episode, you guys were talking all over each other <laughs> and the audio, audio is kind of bad. <laughs> But I really liked the first episode. So um, so they didn't give a fuck, essentially. Um, I've been binge listening. So thanks so much, Yenny. That's great. Thanks for um, going against your better judgment and listening to a poorly produced first episode. I think we can all agree that the first episode, while to me it's still fun to listen to, I did listen to it like I think three weeks ago. Um, I had a, I had a great time because I'm just listening to my friends having a ball. And I'm there, I guess. But, like, 
it, to be fair, the talking over each other bit, I don't think we've necessarily gotten better at when it's a crazy episode. <laughs> but we also started off with Lazarus Rising. Have you guys heard of this? 401 Lazarus I Rising? I can't believe we did that. In retrospect, crazy. it's like, I can't believe we covered such an important episode when we literally not recorded, like, a proper episode on anything. <laughs> to be fair, we, to be have, fair, we, we got, should have done this in reverse chronological order. We should have started with... Yeah. Although that would mean starting with the confession, so I don't know. I was like, are you serious? As you were saying it, I was like, are you sure about that? Um, but yeah, no, like, uh, we did do a trial recording, and um, it went okay. Mm. But uh, yeah, then we did 401, which is... Yeah. Meh. Also, <laughs> in terms of the audio, different. we've gotten a lot better. Um, I and so. I think we have. Um, and also, we didn't know how to do any audio, like, editing before yeah. that. And me and Ilsa have learned. Um, we've and, learned you know, some Jess tricks. is also in the mix making themes fucking, and such so theme. you know we, we all songs. have learnt and grown learnt and grown dude um <laughs> they besides from just giving us like a bunch of uh like obviously that feedback but also just talking about a, a bunch of other things um which are just you know they're just personal things about them so we won't get into them they um yeah we'll keep we'll keep some of your privacy for you <laughs> um yeah <laughs> Um, they essentially were talking about how they have like a friend who is in the fandom as well, but their friend doesn't see, uh, Destiel as like a romantic thing, like just kind of sees them as like best friends. And they kind of just talked about how that is like kind of hard to wrap your head around when you see it in a romantic (laughs) way, which obviously the three of us do. Um, but If you haven't got that so far, we're pretty on board with the whole <laughs> Destiel thing. Yeah, sorry yeah. to let you guys know. <laughs> see it. I enjoy it. Um, um, and I guess, like, my the thing that I have to say on that is that, like, I don't think they necessarily uh, cancel each other out. I think that one of the things that I like the most about them is that they are best friends. And I think that the oh, especially yeah. textually – um, they are so often best friends and that's really right. great. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, men are allowed to be friends sometimes on TV. So right. that's always good. But yeah, they're the kind of friends plus. No one is saying this and we need to understand that men can be friends. It's not oh always God. being in love. Sometimes men can be friends. Yeah. yeah. In this case, um, however. Sometimes they can just be friends and like not get like sent to another dimension or whatever i don't i can't i'm not sure what happened on good omens i'm trying to reference good omens i'm not trying to talk <laughs> I have about not that watched I, good omens. I've, I've been watching my boy Geralt. <laughs> oh yeah your boy's back my boy i've been watching the boys boy. <laughs> um oh my god really yeah yeah actually i it's oh. i i mean i've been are you up to jackals no dude i'm far i'm like on uh far from jackals i'm like in season two. Oh, you're, you're have... gonna explode you're gonna freak out I, I freaked seen... out and I, I thought I'd be so cool. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I have seen, um, shit, his name's escaping me right now. But I have, oh no, there, there it is. I have seen Jim Beaver now. So that was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of supernatural Easter eggs, I feel like. Yeah. Cookie's really going overboard with them. Phil Segresha directed a couple of very good episodes. Can I say that? He was Phil, in there. Our buddy so Phil. that's fun. Our buddy Phil's in there. But I do want to go back to Yenny's email real quick. Um, they, so they expressed their frustration with this, and but they also sent this email via text-to-speech, which is, I think, part of why it's so long, because, like, it's in conversation, wouldn't yeah. be that long. But um, in text-to-speech, 
it's a little bit of a raunt. And I, I enjoy the fact that you feel comfortable for to to sell to just speak your your truth here. I appreciate that. I hate that phrase, by the way. Speak your truth. Shut up. You said it. Um, <laughs> thank you. I know. I just want to say, like, I it was joking. I do, I don't endorse the usage okay. of that phrasing. It's so annoying. Um, but so because they were saying, um, they were saying about like, uh. uh Okay, one thing and then the other thing. They were addressing the fact that, like, they f- feel like the queer bait is, in fact, homophobic and, in fact, like, plain cruel. And I was like, yeah, it yeah can that's be. fair. It definitely they can also be. mentioned they watched a couple of videos. Definitely yeah. is and can be. Um, but I think in order to enjoy it, you have to kind of have that in a separate... Like, you know it and you keep it... At, like, for me, at least, I know it and I keep it in a compartment of my mind when I'm critically talking about the show actually but this is not really critical when I'm talking about it I'm I'm trying to have fun yeah but um I do think that you will find that when when it crops up sometimes we will be talking about it um a little bit less in text and sometimes a little bit more in terms of choices writers make and whatever um I want to talk also about what they said because it was text to speech. They mentioned that um, so they're talking about shipping and how people don't experience uh, like they don't experience Desial anyway. So there's a sentence in here that I need to quote. I feel like it's my fault. Like I've derived sorry, I've, like I've deprived my best friend of the grand experience of shipping cars and Desial. And sorry, one more time. I feel like it's my fault. Like, I've deprived my best friend of the grand experience of shipping cars in Dean because I'm just too amazing. First of all, great sentence. Shipping cars in Dean. (laughs) 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 Dave's speech fucked you over on that one. And they were like, yeah, "Yeah, people do this. If I could offer one, if I could offer one loving piece of of constructive criticism, text-to-speech. Oh, interesting. An amazing technology. But perhaps one proofreading pass before you hit send on that email would be something that you could (laughs) sort of embrace as you move forward in the world. But that's, you know, that's just one woman's opinion. So (laughs) there's another one that says cats and Dean. Um, And that's great. At one point, the phone heard Destiel as industrial. So that's pretty good too. (laughs) Industrial. That's really fucking good. Um, uh, I just, yeah, I don't think you have to do, like, they mentioned that they uh, are dyslexic and hate reading and writing. So I was like, yeah, I get it. Whatever. Do your thing. Um, I'll do the interpreting <laughs> yeah, for we'll you. Yeah, we figured it out. We got the gist. But, you know. Um, yeah. That is, oh, does someone just escape? Did we just lose Craig, no. maybe? Who left? Craig, yeah. Craig? Hey. That's weird. Where'd he go? Craig, come back. Please restart the recording. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Don't even stress. Craig, I've got you. I'm bringing I you back, bro. I reconnect properly. He's back. Hold on. Craig. He's back in. My man's back. Craig, we missed you, dude. You can't just leave without saying a Craig, word. you oh, will never get away from it's the terrifying. sound of the women that love you. Okay? <laughs> oh, Thank that's you. good. I, maybe they should put Silver Springs in there. <laughs> How did I not mention Silver Springs? I'm like the, I've, I got infected with Fleetwood Mac at first year of uh, university. How? 
Silver Springs, guys. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's anyway, continue our lives. Anyway. Should let's talk, talk about, about the episode? actual episode. Let's get yeah. into the meat. What, what we usually yeah. do. So I think we should try that. Um, I think we should just well, do that. Yeah. Stick to what works. <laughs> As I said before, uh, we're covering Let It Bleed today, um, which I think has the task uh, that a lot of shows uh, suffer through where you have like the best episode of the show and then you just have to go back to having a normal episode. And then you have the next um, episode. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a few reasons why that can like be obvious. Like sometimes um, something I think of in the case of like Buffy is there's an episode that's a big musical and then it's like then there's the next episode and it's like resources get stretched because one of them is more inve- like intensive. Um, but then there's also just like a kind of uh it was a special episode last episode but you know we just had like the dream team essentially and such an important part of the story and then this is i'm i'm sorry to say to sarah gamble not the dream team um <laughs> so it i think just i i'm really trying to see this episode like as it is and not just in my head comparing it to the perfection that was before it um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was written by Sarah Gamble, who of course is the showrunner this season, um, and directed by John F. Showalter, who's directed a lot of episodes. Um, mm. I, what do you guys think of this episode just more broadly before we get into it? Um, we all said that Dean is so annoying in this episode, but I will say the <laughs> cast scenes are very good, so. Oof. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yes. I mentioned before when we were talking, um, I think I'll probably count it out I'll take so you don't have to hear it twice. But uh, first time I watched it, I was fucking furious at Dean. And this morning when I watched it, I was less mad. So I don't know what happened there. Um, But I'm looking forward to investigating it with you guys on the pod. Mm. I think he has uh, narrative backing for the reason he's being the way he's being. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it Less, less annoying necessarily but it like sometimes you have to make choices that are annoying to the viewer because it's honest mm-hmm. to the I yeah you no I understand saying. um I think there's also moments in this episode uh where the actual like script is it, it sounds weak and it doesn't sound quite right but I think that like Jensen Ackles is doing a good job of trying to sell what's going on um, mm-hmm. And so that kind mm-hmm. of makes it maybe a bit better than it, like, just on paper is. Um, which isn't always the case. Like, you know, the, the shows are the best when it all flows together. And I, I think that's why. That's kind of just something I noticed because, like, there's just certain quotes where I'm like, what? But, yes, as you said, Jess, the cast in this episode is good, juicy, good stuff. It's a real continuation from last episode and we love him so much. Yeah. Um, I also think you mentioned good acting or delivering lines that maybe aren't the best. Um, Balthazar, Sebastian Roche, does a pretty fucking good job with some of these that are, yeah. you know, feel a little disingenuous or um, yeah. are somewhat playing onto the stereotypes that he's established for himself <laughs> or they've established for him. Um, but he does a good job making it feel believable and even fucking heart-wrenching at times. For sure, so, for sure. Shout yeah. out to him. I, yeah, I've got that in my notes as well. Look at us. Okay. Um, hey, Synergy. <laughs> have we got a cast count? Oh, that's, that's a question. The cast count is six 
657, I think. Hang on one second. Let me... 654. Cool. It would have been good if it was, like, the same as the episode number. I wonder if that's ever going to happen. We'll have to... We'll have to wait and see. Mm. I don't want... You said 654? Yeah. I don't want, um... Like, 30... (laughs) Three less seconds of cats. I'm good. You know? I know. I'm just saying... I just noticed it was close. (laughs) I liked it when he was there, and I wanted him there. Yeah. Um... I, That's one of my I notes is he say, could have been in there for longer. I've, I've got. It's, it's a little bit of a crazy <laughs> we, step down, but dip. I think it makes sense. Yeah. It's a crazy step, step down from the man who would be king. Like, mm. he was in there for all of it. And now he, I feel like I've just been stripped of my rights. Not my rights. <sighs> my my privileges. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not fair. Um. Anyway. You want to take it? To the, Let's take you through yeah. to the episode. It's going to be a quick recap because there's a lot that happens. But yeah. So we get a little uh, teaser trailer um, just giving us context. But you guys don't need that. You've been watching online. <laughs> um, basically just recapping the idea that Crowley said to uh, or Crowley was agreeing to Cass saying that that you can't touch the Winchesters, I'll fuck you up, I'll pull out of the deal, Even I'll blow everything up. Um, and then Crowley is like, cool, fine, fucking whatever. <laughs> um, that's the most important bit, I think, of the teaser, of the, of the intro, or the road so far. And then we got the teaser of March 15, 1937, um, where H.P. Lovecroft is finishing a manuscript, that's nice, I bet he wants to celebrate, but um, a window explodes and um, a creature kills him. (laughs) And um, yeah, and so we go to Bobby's house and uh, they are just like talking a little bit and um, turns out that Cass wasn't just there for his little like failed reconciliation with Dean after... Um, their massive fight. Um, he also stole a, a, a journal from Bobby's collection, <laughs> and um, uh, it's it's Moisha Campbell's uh, ju- uh, 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 journal. And Sam expresses some like, I guess we can get into this later if you want. But this is a this is a big like seminal part of uh, Supernatural, which is a big thing. Mm. <laughs> um, um, I don't know enough about it to talk about it expensively, but yeah, the idea that there are Jewish candles is real fun. Um, but Bobby is like, yeah, I'm a paranoid bastard though. So here's a copy that I've made. And he holds out, like he takes that little file, like a little envelope. He's like, duh. He's like, I'm paranoid. Um, and so then we go to Lisa and Ben's house where, um, Ben is in his room watching, no, reading a, a, a Lovecraft book. Um, or comic book, or um, and he is listening to some music, and his mom's downstairs with her new boyfriend Matt, and um, rip, rip, dude, he was so hot too. Like it was not okay. Um, he hears some noise through his headphones, and it's demons attacking Lisa and Matt um, downstairs. They kill Matt summarily. Um, we'll talk about that, and um, he immediately calls Dean, not Matt, because he's dead. Ben um and Dean is like get the shotgun I left in your mom's closet and 
Ben's like, I can't get out to get the, the shotgun. And he's like, okay, jump out your window. And Ben's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And he's like, dude, broken bones, not the worst that could happen to you right now. You have to go. But then the call drops and, uh, not the call drops, quite literally the cell phone drops. Um, and, uh, we see Crowley picking up the phone and he has a little chat with, and he's, yeah, he's having a little chat with Dean neck too. And, um, they're having a little, um, a little bit of a, a hostage negotiation. And Crowley's like, I'm not doing shit. I'm not letting them go until you guys stop fucking with me. So this is the, his insurance basically. And they are not cool with it. Um, so they go outside after agreeing not to call Cass because Dean is still too pissed off. Um, they instead summon Balthazar and Balthazar is like mad because he was uh, having some kind of weird navel experience. I don't know why you would drink alcohol out of someone's navel. That's not funny or cute or sexy. Like, dude, (laughs) I will. It's yucky. (laughs) Um, And um, anyway, so they tell him about Cass's deal. They're like, did you know about the shit? And he's like, (laughs) portraying obviously not knowing, going, well, yeah, no, I did, of course. Um, And um, then uh, Sam afterwards is like, well, we should call Cass. There's a a chance that uh, Crowley has not told them about this. And Dean is like, we're not calling Cass. And then Sam goes, yeah, but Dean. And Dean goes, we're not calling Cass because he's a bitch baby. And then we cut to Bobby, who is talking to... uh, the son of a maid who was working in H.P. Lovecraft's home at the time that he had a dinner party where he and a couple of friends did a a spell to open a door. Um, And uh, they all said it failed, but all of them who were present died within the year. And um, the only person surviving was, in fact, the, um, the, the boy who... It was nine at the time and is now 83 and in a mental institution where he's spent all his time since. Um, And uh, wait, no, sorry. First, he goes to someone who's a big collector of Lovecraft. um, And he's like, well, are you with the other reporter who came through? And he's like, what other reporter? And he's like, well, you know, trench coat talks like Rain Man. I didn't like that. I did not like that comment. Anyway. I don't know what Rain Man talks like, so it rolled off my back. Um, but so clearly he, he's like, no, I don't. We're like from rival newspapers or magazines or whatever. Um, but so he basically ends up noticing that everywhere he goes, uh, Cass has been before getting the same info. Um, and so Sam and Dean are torturing... Uh, Sam and Dean are torturing demons until Dean fucks up and steps on the paint and smudges it. Um, we'll get back to that later. Sorry, this this cuts around a lot. Mm. Basically, can I just give you guys the lowdown? There's a lot of shit that happens in this episode, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. There's mental institution guy is, is perfectly sane but believes in monsters and so is in a mental institution that helps Bobby out. Um, gives him a picture of his mom who he says was different after the spell was done. Because something invisible came through and it went into her and now she's not the same. 
She even smelled different. And then he gets a picture, and it's of Dr. Eleanor Viziak. Um... And I totally uh, he's like, this well, side plot happened. Like, um, when we talked about <laughs> yeah, her last too. time, I, was like, I don't think we yeah. discussed that she's from Purgatory, right? I feel like, yeah, we were just I did like, it. I forgot she's it. Cool. <laughs> she came she is school. cool. Yeah. She's like, and, I, and you're lucky I, I'm the one who came through um, because you'd have been so fucked if it was a random other person who might not have been as willing to protect this world as I am because I like it here. It's fine. It's good. And so she goes, well, I have other safe houses because he's warning her that Cass will come after her because everywhere he's been, Cass has been going to. Um, and uh, we also have Cass confronting Crowley. Um, and Crowley's like, well, you've, you, you're maxed out on putting humans out of bounds. I, you never said anything about Lisa and Ben and you're, you're shit at deals. You shouldn't leave loopholes. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's his insurance. He said, he basically explains again. And then Cass gets summoned by Balthazar and Balthazar is like, what the fuck are you up to? Mm. And Cass is like, listen, I need to do this or else we will lose this war, which of course is his ultimate big, bad, no, no situation. Um, and Balthazar's like, fine, in for a penny, in for a pound. And, um, he later meets up with Dean and, uh, and wait, no. First we go to the scene where, um, uh, uh, Dean is, is, um, trying to, to torture a demon, but he fucks up the, the demon's trap, the devil's trap. And, uh, the demon blasts him into a wall or a car or whatever the fuck. And then casts pops up and smites the the demon. Um, and he has some lines that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we should just, like, talk about that whole scene. I feel like that's pretty... Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. And um, they have a bit of a, of a, of a confrontation. But um, after that, um, they... They keep going. They're on the trail of of uh, of Lisa and Ben because Balthazar appears to them and he's like, "I'm officially your double agent. The shit is not okay. I'll help you with finding Lisa and Ben." And he say, takes these, them to the location. These girls these days are not loyal. Yeah, can we <laughs> say this? I feel like girlies are just like absolutely all over the place in this episode. Don't make me. My girlies, I mean. In my head. <laughs> okay, keep going, Elsa. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, and he can take them to the location, but not inside because it's angel boarded. Because apparently Crowley doesn't trust Cass. Mm. Um, and um, so inside the building, uh, Dean gets to Lisa and Ben, and he unties them. And then it's revealed that Lisa is actually possessed by a demon right now. And she sends a bunch of inflammatory shit to both Ben and uh, Dean. Uh, because um, she is trying to get out of the situation. And she stabs Lisa in the stomach. And she's like, yeah, exercise me now, bitch. Um, and Dean's like, I fucking, I will. And then <laughs> <laughs> he does it. And... Um, but they get Sam out of the cell he was thrown into. Um, and Ben has to shoot guns at people, which is not great. 
Um, and they get Lisa to a hospital. Um, and uh, Cass appears right after Dean apologizes to Ben. And um, they have a conversation. Um, and uh, Cass is like, I'll... D- Dean's like, well, Lisa's going to die within the night. By midnight, she's she will be dead. The doctor said there's not enough like hope for her or whatever. Um, and then Cass like, well, I'll just and then he heals her and um, Dean's like, you have to do this other fucked up thing for me. <laughs> um, and he has Cass embrace both Ben and Lisa's memory of ever knowing Dean, so as to ensure their safety. Um, and he. He plants the story that instead they were in a car accident and Lisa just hit her head pretty bad. Um, and Dean comes in to wish her well and apologize for, for hitting her um, and uh, said he says he'd lost control for a minute, but um, Lisa's really nice about it. She's like, we're okay, so that's what what's important. Um, and Dean's like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave you two alone. And then he says to Ben to take care of his mother and he walks out, goes to the car, and um, Sam asks him, like, what's up? And Dean is like, this is, sh- or sorry, Sam is like, this is shady as fuck. Um, you cannot take people's memories like that. It's been ha- done to me, and it's not okay. Um, and Dean is like, if you mention it then to me again, I will hurt you. And then Sam's like, Dean. Um, and Dean is like, I'm not kidding. And um, we see Dr. Vizek leave her uh, safe house. And as she reaches for uh, her car door's um, handle, Cass appears behind her. And she turns around to face him, but he puts his hand on her, on her shoulder and they teleport away. Sorry for that extremely verbose recap of the episode that no. I thought was going to be quick, but That's a lot okay. of shit happens. A lot of shit happens. This is the problem with end of end of uh, season episodes. Yeah. Okay, so what do you guys think of this episode? I, I want your... We've talked about broad feelings. Is there anything you want to revisit in specific detail? Because there's a lot that happens in there's this episode. There's a lot that happens in this yeah. episode. It's really so. crazy that they combined, like, like a regular case episode with like the they try to do both in one like the regular case and like the like resolving the lisa ben thing which i guess i felt hadn't been like sufficiently wrapped up but like to have like dean's whole thing happening entirely independent from the case thing is like pretty wild yeah it's a yeah um i think that Something I've been thinking about a lot is just how often um, the Supernatural writers engage in um, RPF. They love to just take, like, mm. a random person from history and they're like, you know what? They're actually in our story now. So <laughs> I, I love when they do that. Well, it's like, it's like Albert Einstein said. RPF's fine. <laughs> Honestly, fine. the whole show is is like a combination of like Bible fanfic. So if we look at the history of fanfiction, <laughs> which we, we don't have time to get into, there is a real link oh between um, what could be called fiction about a real person and the show Supernatural. So it right. makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just think that's so funny. They're just they're like, 
using random historical figures like they're in dolls. I know a lot of shows do that, but the way Supernatural mm. does it is just perfecto. Um, I, yeah, I enjoy that they do random shit. Go ahead, Jess. I feel something coming on. And I, You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Can I say something? I'm going <laughs> to say something. It's my podcast. I'm going to say something. Um, oh, I'd love I, this. Like, Dean obviously was pissing me off during this episode because I'm allergic to, like, macho man. I'm so tortured, so I'll treat everyone oh, like yeah. shit. <laughs> Attitude, I think that that's, yeah. like, I was, like, Yo, fuck this dude. He sucks. <laughs> Bitch boy attitudes. Um, but I do think it's like, this is like, this is like, we'll, we'll see this again. Like, this is mm-hmm. Dean in like the final seasons of the show. And it's also kind of interesting that Dean is like incapable of treating children well if, if he gets stressed out, which is like, we see this happen oh again. Like I'm thinking of when he, uh, puts a gun to that girl's head uh that's kaya Kaya. right yeah uh so that happens in like later seasons and then obviously like a lot of the shit that goes down with jack and stuff like that and it's like people talk a lot about how dean is so good with kids but it's also like dean doesn't really see childhood as something that needs to be protected at all costs it's like something that will make him treat children well he's in a good place but if he if the pressure is on him he's like fuck these kids you need to act like a grown-up because obviously that's like what happened to him but i just think it's like right he does have the capacity for cruelty and we're seeing cruelty like this and we're seeing it already here in season six and it comes Mm. back again in like you know eight nine years yeah and like you said how it comes up later i think it actually it makes more sense to me here than it does later to a certain Mm -hmm. extent um but just because of what's kind of been happening this, you know, year, this season. Um, like, we haven't mm. talked a lot about Lisa and Dean because the beats of their relationship have happened in a few episodes that we haven't really talked about a, a lot. Um, I didn't mm. even realise this was, mm. like, their last step until I started watching it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, I don't know why I thought that we had more episodes left. <laughs> this is the second last. Um, it's... Okay, wait, so maybe since we're talking about Ben and Lisa, I, this memory plot, this for me is, like, one of the biggest, like, plot holes or, like, bad writing choices that the, like, creators of the show have ever made in terms of not just I know lackey kind of thing. It's more, like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So they, 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 you know, they kind of imply that it's like, okay, well, that now they're safe, right? And that's supposed to be, obviously, it's a very, they're like, they're really saying, oh, you know, it's a very messed up thing to do, you know, you're still in their memories or whatever. But, okay, so I've got, I've got points. This, okay, number one, mm. this would not make them safe from Crowley. He... He knows right. where they live. <laughs> he knows who they are. His memories don't get changed. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, what about all the friends and like probably like family? Like, like she's got a sister or something, right? Or is that just in fanfic? Yeah. But she has like, <laughs> like they she all. Does have a sister. No, Dean lived with them for a year. Like they all remember him. Like he was fully a part of their life. <laughs> yeah, he had a job. He had like. They had barbecues. Yeah. Where he was cooking. Yeah. Like. And hanging with the other dads. Like, 
um, he regularly met up with somebody at a bar who's definitely going to remember his existence. Yeah, so they don't elaborate on that, which I think could have just been a line of dialogue to say, I've erased yeah. you from all of their lives or something like that. But they don't they don't say that. Um, also, now they don't know about the supernatural. And I, I this is something that always annoys me about the whole show is mm-hmm. that like the supernatural is seen as like a secret and it's kind of like, well, you don't want people to know about it because once they know about it, they're like in the life or whatever, right? Yeah. But I think it makes mm. people a lot less safe if they are exactly. close yeah. to it. <laughs> so it's like now they don't know about anything. It's like he's made them more vulnerable so because now vulnerable. they don't even know that they're like yeah. at risk. Yeah, they don't know that maybe they should like, which I don't know why they didn't have. Maybe they should have anti possession tattoos. Maybe they should have like warding on their house. Like, same to is me a, that Lisa yeah. does not have an anti possession tattoo. I like how they will just like, I, for the sake of the argument, just be like, hee hee. Like, this person can get possessed. Like, when Bobby gets possessed that one time, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why is he? Yeah. Or even like a bracelet or something. There's like, a lot of stuff that's yeah. really silly. Yeah. Yeah. I also, like, just, even if you don't think about her actual life, the people in the hospital are going to want to know what happened with the wound. And they're going to want to know why suddenly her diagnosis has changed. She just banged her head up. The fact that her car is not busted, so there's going to be no, like... Yeah. you If you get in a car accident, you have to contact your insurance. Like, there's stuff... It's just, like, (laughs) it's it's very just, like, hand-wavy. It's just, like, and she doesn't remember them. It's so lazy. Yeah. I like that it it get, sort of gets them out of the story without killing Lisa and Ben. Like, I do appreciate that because obviously, yeah. like, the boys can't Same. be in a stable relationship because they're too tortured and manly for that. But, like, mm. um, <laughs> you sound so much like my sister right now. It's real just fun. Like, my sister who watches Supernatural. This shit with is me like the biggest idol of all time. It's just like, ugh. Okay. Yeah, she hates that shit as much as you do. I agree. I I I see where you guys have come from. I I do think that there isn't like a narrative element that I understand why they make these choices, but it's been done so many times that it's hard to feel the genuine impact of it. It would have been so much more interesting if like they had any, or if Lisa had any like choice in the matter. Like it's. All their fights during this season are more interesting because she is, like, saying basically, hey, even though you're going through something, you can't be a fuckwit to me and you can't be a fuckwit to Ben Mm. and you can't put us in danger. Mm -mm. And it's like we all agree, Mm. okay, yeah, that is bad. And you can see how that is, like, negatively affecting Dean and you can see that he doesn't want to be like that. He specifically says he doesn't want to be like that to her. But that's juicy. That's interesting. Um, But this is just, like, what, like... if she like and I don't I don't I know the show's kind of trying to be like that like Dean kind of knows how fucked up it is and like he just thinks it's the only way but because they haven't made the argument like basically all those things they listed if if all of those made sense I'd buy that more but it's like I can't even take that scene seriously almost at the end because it's like (laughs) I'm completely out of the story because of how ridiculous everything is I understand what they're trying to do, but what they're trying to do doesn't add up. Yeah. So be better at writing. Like, be, <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, okay. Maybe they shouldn't make like junior writers, showrunners, 
Okay. Well, okay. Sure. Anyway. Misogyny alert. Misogyny. Misogyny moment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a misogyny moment brought to you by the cast cast. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just hard to, it's um, hard to not like point to specifically Sarah Gamble in these moments because like it's, it's non-misogynist woman, Sarah Gamble. <laughs> I, no, shame. Um, that's not fair. That's no, not I don't. Fair. It's not far um, off. I don't. But, I think. Okay. <laughs> She's got issues. That girl has got issues. Well, can I say yeah. who does exactly? Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, can she's kind of a superstar? But I, I do think that. Um, th- I wish I do wish that he and Lisa had had a conversation about it, um, because Lisa has shown herself to be a reasonable human being, who um, puts her kid like takes care of her kid well. And would therefore be like, hello, logically, this is a bad idea. Yeah, like maybe like let her have a conversation with Dean where she's saying where he says, like, you know, I, I if they if they want to do the memory thing. okay, we'll give them that. Mm. Let it be her choosing to do that Um, or even letting maybe maybe make it that they just maybe make Ben forget who he is. And maybe she is the one who like can keep him safe with her knowledge of what happened. Um, I don't think she would go for that even. Mm-hmm. I think she would be like, maybe if you could somehow lessen the trauma of the past like two days or so, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, for my kid, I would love that. But um, I don't know. D- like D- Dean was taking him to like soccer practice and shit. Like it's not going to work. Yeah. People are going to know and people are going to ask Ben about Especially because he looks like Jensen so, Ackles. And like, also... That's, when, when they first meet Lisa, it, he doesn't it's really. like, you know, they're like, oh my God, it's like like that hot guy she like fucked for a whole weekend. Remember that? Haha, ha, we all know about this because he's like so hot. Yeah. But like those, where, those women are going to be like, where is he? <laughs> also, where is Matt? <laughs> like, is any, is Matt's family and friends, like, are they, do they know what happened? He's a doctor. People are going to be looking for him. <laughs> He got hit by the car so so hard it broke his neck. It snapped his neck inside the house. That's how hard the car hit them. Jeez. Also, uh, (laughs) oh my god, what was I just going to say? And it was going to be good, too. Uh, Before you talking about Matt, what were you talking about? The the women. Lisa, Ben, people. Oh, um, I was actually going to, like, change the subject a little bit. But to Sam at the end of the episode. Go for it. Yeah. Um. When he's like, oh yeah, um, Dean, like that was really like fucked up what you did. And then Dean is like, if you talk to me about Lisa and Ben again, I'll break your nose. And then he looks at Sam and he's got tears in his eyes. So Sam knows that he's serious. And I was like, Sam, you should get out of that fucking car. Like this dude sucks. The fact that like Sam is like, yeah. what you did yes. was like very wrong. And like, you should listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. And Dean is like, I'm a man. It's just like, shut the fuck up. You are such a fucking clown. I hate that shit. I was like, Sam, don't just like make a little disapproving face and get in the car and like be persuaded by him. This is, this is a time for a knockdown drag out sibling Mm. fight where you scream in his face and you say things that you can't apologize for later. Okay. Like you just move on from it. Like it never happened. Now is the the time. You say yes. Yes. The shit you say that you meant but you wish you hadn't said exactly. that. Exactly. And you just end up this not talking about that. it ever again. 
<laughs> this is what I was talking yes, about earlier in terms of like, you guys I don't like any of the text in this scene, but I think because of him kind of making the choice to look so fucking upset after he says like, I'll break your nose, it kind of deflates that line. Cause it's like, he's, it's like, he's saying, he's not saying I want to do that. Or like, I'm going to do that. He's saying like, that's how fucking desperate I am right now that like, I know, I know, because his broken heart is the most important thing that ever fucking (laughs) happened to Dean Winchester, and he's the most important guy in the world, and all of his decisions can't be critiqued because they made him sad. Give me a break. I was so done with this episode. I was just like, dude, you suck. You suck majorly. (laughs) (laughs) I I do want to say that it's like, I feel that um, the... Performance was good, yes. Uh, the text leaves much to be yeah. desired. I also think that this is um, major, major. Like, it's not the start of it for sure, but we are continuing the journey of like Sam characters and assassination. Where's your fucking rage? Uh, Where is yeah. your rage? I miss it so bad. Yeah. I need you to be He's angry nice again. Now. I know it's hard. No, I know it's hard sometimes to be angry. Sam, I'm speaking directly through to you through space and time and reality and fiction. You have to get angry again. It's important. You need it. It's honest. Okay? This is one of those this is one of those moments where you have to like you have to have so many head cannons to like make it make sense that it's just No, I don't like, think so. No, well because I mean like later in the show, like the way that they frame Sam like like you said he's nice now um it does if you kind of you know if you're not just surface watching if you think about it you're like okay well it kind of makes sense that after like all the fucking fucked up shit that happened to him he wants to like take a more like uh balanced approach to things and he wants to like look after himself and it's kind of like he like channels a lot of energy into being healthy and all that kind of stuff but Mm. it's like I don't like that (laughs) he should be mad he he should be angry. Yeah. Especially I, to I, Dean. I need, yeah. I need, yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I need him. That's why I said I'm speaking through space, mm-hmm. time, reality, and fiction. I do need this for him. It's crucial. It's crucial. When he was an angry young teenager, when he was an angry young man, when he was an angry child, those were honest feelings and they were earned. And, it just gets obliterated by other people's anger and the fact that it's easier. He's fucking laddie dog. The fact that it's easier to just step aside, you know, to to uh, say, okay, my my, uh, my thoughts and opinions and feelings are important in this matter because practically we're not going to get any gain from it, which I think is kind of a Sam kind of decision to make. But I need him to start taking a fucking stand because this shit cannot fly. I think it also frustrates me because it's, you know how like there's this period kind of coming up in the future where the boys have a lot of the same fights over and over again. And it's a bit of an inside joke that like mm-hmm. it just becomes mm-hmm. them fighting and it's, it gets like, it loses substance. I think maybe because it seems mm-hmm. like maybe because of that feedback, they, the boys, the way they disagree in the later seasons, it's not as juicy as it has been these last few. I feel like mm-hmm. especially like season four and all that kind of thing. Um, but mm-hmm. I, as well, the way that Sam kind of is in this scene and the way the way the Dean is, these are like hand mm-hmm. in hand 
not very good to me. I I think there are some good things about Dean's anger in the last season. Like I'm not I'm not completely against uh trying to explore maybe him having anger after everything that happens, but um Sam mm-hmm. the way Sam and anger like are framed at the start of the show and especially when you think about it in terms of how John and well and then Mary like right. are characterized. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really juicy mm-hmm. and it's like this is the point where I think they they fuck it essentially and then have to kind of go down these paths that I don't like as much. Yeah. Um Mm-mm. I don't know. That's this is just yeah. They, it's less about this episode and more about this in general. Is, but this is this is not a turning point essentially like necessarily, but it is a major point yeah. uh in the where it becomes Dean's show, uh more and more. And uh, Sam just sort of has to roll with the punches that Dean throws. A lot of the time it's Dean throwing them. I find Dean's reaction to challenging to challenges very exhausting. It's just like like oh, you yeah. get it. You're like a big strong man hey. and you have feelings and so you punch stuff. I like that is not compelling to me at all. Like Have we have you guys known angry men? We can't talk about that. Are this. we all are we all kind Can of we tired? Talk about Cass? Are we all I'm kind of tired of them? <laughs> I love, I love how I was just like Sam, get fucking angry, yeah. and then Wait I was second, like, but not like that. I'm bored. I of think you. as well, like the anger that we saw from Sam felt so justified, and you could really understand his POV. Whereas I don't think that yeah. this, like, they're, they're just writing Dean as if he's John, yeah. and I don't think it has like weight, kind of like it. Or okay, so let me think about this. I, like Dean's anger is never like the point. You know what I mean? It's never like this is Dean's like character arc right now is right. that he's gonna go from this like angry and communicative man to like being a more sensitive and like better adjusted. It's just like he's always fucking angry and nobody ever is like, Can you get a grip, yeah. dude? Like Yeah, you need and it to also stop doesn't... with whatever this is. Yeah. Like the way the mm. way his anger okay, j- just for an example, last episode, he is furious at Cass. But he, mm. and he's stressed out and he still has time to take a breath and be like, I'm asking you, like, mm-hmm. you know. And it's mm. like, there's even though this is obviously a different situation, but he's so stressed out. We've seen him in the past, like, have a bit more of a level head in stressful situations. And I guess they're trying to show that, like, oh, my God, it's like, you know, threatening Lisa and Ben is like the worst thing that's ever happened to him. He's, you know, he's at the end of his rope. But it's like... <sighs> he they killed like well you know they put lucifer in a hole like some worse things have happened to him and we've seen it like i don't know it, it, I, I just, just it doesn't feel I, right they don't that there's not it's not interesting to me male anger is not interesting to me like we all know it we like live I, with it I, every I, single day and like supernatural doesn't really say mm-hmm. anything interesting about it besides just like it makes Dean really mad and then he gets violent and it's like, oh, so like every man. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> like, thanks for that. I guess that insightful commentary. The thing for me, I think is that there's a lot of, um, the, the feeling of, uh, like Dean, everything turns to anger. If it's, if he can't yeah. handle it, everything, if it's too much, it's anger. If it's too intense, like sadness uh gets too intense um it also just feels like that's something that like 
absolutely is like very real i'm like a very angry person like everything makes me mad but i also feel <laughs> like I, yeah me can you imagine no but way. i feel like as you get older no, like that's you crazy. learn different ways to like deal with it you know what i mean it's like mm. or it's like something like you learn to work around it or like move past it or like deal with it in different ways stuff like that where it's just like it mm. never changes for dean like his reactions of anything get worse as he goes on yeah that's what doesn't mm. really make sense for me like you said um it it would make sense for maybe his initial reaction to be like like i'm gonna my voice is gonna be raised and i'm gonna i'm gonna speak to you really sharply like the way i'm thinking of the way he speaks to ben in that scene right like he's very mm. aggressive and there's no there's no second where he says to ben like sorry i'm like you know i just need to we just need to get out of here whatever there's no point where he seems like he can understand it's affecting Ben and it's upsetting Ben. He's because like, I think it makes more sense in that situation for him to realize that Ben is also quite stressed out, but he Mm -hmm. is just Mm. seeing like he's white or whatever. Like he can't adapt in the moment. And I think that's uncharacteristic for him. I like, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I disagree that it's uncharacteristic for him. Um, I think perhaps this is, (laughs) Yeah. Be fun the plot. Be fun the. Um, no, I I do think that it is um, like Jess mentioned, mentioned earlier. Um, the way that he handles kids in in, in like life or death scenarios, um, he's not afraid to escalate it. Like there are grown ups that are on the turn of like um, can become his enemies at on the like turn of a dime or whatever. Um, he he doesn't care about that shit. He does not think about it as valuable. And so he's just reenacting the patterns that he has lived with as a kid, which doesn't make it okay, but does make it tragic um, in a way that literally makes me crazy because by the end of the show, I do think he's become John in a very real way. And I will talk about this more undeniably. Mm. undeniably. Maybe the issue for me is that this behavior in this episode doesn't come before he has the conversation with Lisa about not wanting to be like his dad. That seems like a conversation that he would maybe have in retrospect to to looking back on him acting like this. Mm. No, 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 no. I like that it came earlier. I like that it came earlier because he was doing a way um, less intense version of this. And he was already like, this is, I can, I hate it. Um, And then the worse the situation gets, the worse he gets. Um, And so I just like, it's, it's just fucking nasty in here. It it makes me sick a little bit. Um, I just, I just hate that they, like, it's so, (laughs) everybody gets so attached to these characters um, in a way that is, I think, it happens on a lot of shows, but because we spend so much time with them, it's really hard to also like separate. I find we've talked about this before. I think when we're watching one episode to not like think about the whole series. And so I really, it's, I'm really trying to like be in the kind of like, okay, what's happening, but it's still, it doesn't just doesn't feel right. It's. Um, okay, guys, we have, we have 30 minutes left to record and we haven't even talked about Cass and this podcast <laughs> is literally named after him. So true. Let's. He's so stressed. He's. Oh my god! Bad times. It's possible. Bad times. It's possible that it's even more over than it was in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, 
Um, has anyone but your closest kin ever done more for uh, you? It's crazy. I, okay, you know what? I totally it's forgot crazy. that he stole the journal. <laughs> like he came and had that conversation with him, and then I guess turned himself invisible and went and like looked through all of Bobby's shit. <laughs> like. I'm obsessed with him. I love I love how he lies and cheats and steals. I think that's awesome. While simultaneously laying Fuck an enormous yeah, guilt baby. trip on Dean. Like, <laughs> what's better than this? Uh, I, I'm toxic era. Poor Brittany. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I just, I, I enjoy the, the fact of, like, he talked to Dean, but he wasn't there just to talk to Dean. <laughs> That was fucking hurtful. If I were Dean, I would be so fucking he's mad. Pragmatic. He's pragmatic. Like, well, he's like, I already made the trip. He's like, I'm already here. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, it, I mean, it's either yeah. that or he's like, I came for the journal, but we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's so. He's, when when Dean wakes up, he's actually like sneaking past really him, special. and then he <laughs> like wakes up doing and he's like, like oh, the do yeah. like tiptoe, like <laughs> yeah, 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 little hands up, yeah, exactly the image I have in my mind. Just arms up when they're tippy toeing because it helps. It helps you I don't know tippy. balance. <laughs> um, here's um, the thing. Yeah, my man will ignore Sam. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Love him. Also, like... Killed me. Like... I didn't even talk about that part. Sam will be Sorry. like, Cass... <laughs> Cass, I'm being so serious, I'm dude. Like, I'm, I'm being so real with you right now. Like, I just really need you to come through from I'm your man like, you, one dude. time. Like, I'm asking you and putting it all out there. Like, can you please just be there for me, man? And Cass is like, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like that friend that, like, you're at the bar with the friend and they're like talking to you about a problem that they have with another friend Mm -hmm. and you're just like I think I've got to reach out to the other friend because these two are just not communicating I'm gonna have to be the bigger person and try and help them and yeah Cass is not having I love this Cass is like so I'm sorry I missed this but yeah so just just for context guys in case you didn't watch the episode which fair if if you like man anger is like uh it's not a fun episode to rewatch it's not like oop Really want to see all this. <laughs> anyway, um, so Sam is outside the garage where Dean is still torturing. Um, and he goes, Castiel, it's Sam. Um, so look, I don't know if you're in on this whole Ben Lisa thing, but if you have any heart whatsoever, bring him back to us. Uh, bring him back to us, man. Sorry. Come on, please. I'm begging you. I am begging you. Do you understand? He looks around and there's nothing and he scoffs. And as he walks away, Cass is standing there looking at him um, and thoughtfully gazing into the distance. (laughs) Invisible. What a fucker. That's a motherfucker move. So excellent. This is like another time where I wish Sam had like freakier powers. Like I wish the demon blood meant that like maybe he could sense like demons and angels because they seem to be able to sense each other rule one of supernatural sam gets nothing he gets nothing (laughs) nothing (laughs) he gets a smoothie established in the first episode (laughs) only gets smoothie first episode they establish he gets a he tries and makes the best of his life um and his apartment burns up and his girlfriend dies so, but guys, Sam gets guys, nothing. He got, he got the, the apple pie life. He got a wife and a kid. 
Any night. I can't <laughs> talk about that shit. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even get there. Can I, I say something? Sam, Sam would not have kids. And I don't want to talk about it. But I just, I okay, want to say. you're allowed to say correct okay, things. let's move on. We don't know that that's his kid, right? Like, we didn't see that all happening. <laughs> you think, some, you think like, the mom, like, legal guardian? Sam being a <laughs> The kid, Dean. <laughs> yeah, legal legal guardian. He, he, he actually meets, he meets the mom because he meets this kid named Dean and he's, like, overcome. And yeah, yeah. To that footage that we Dean see again. of him at the park with a kid that says Dean on his shirt, he actually just went up to that kid <laughs> and was like, do you have, is you your mom, mom single? And the kid is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the kid's like, I'm four. The kid's like, know. the kid What's is still, like, up? trying to look all the way up his body to find his head. He's like, man, this man just keeps going. <laughs> not have the flexibility in the neck to really get a good look at him he actually um, falls over before he gets there like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god okay back to Cass. yeah he fully ignores sam but he's he now that's how he finds out that uh lisa and ben have i guess been taken yeah um sounds great for information like for the guy who sends you a text to update you on the situation <laughs> mm. but Cass does not care about it further than that it feels like in this episode it's not cool really uncool it's so awesome it gives you the drama and then you're like red (laughs) also like crowley and Cass, all is not well the girls are fighting Mm. i love how i love how uh as crowley's like that marriage is going swimmingly mm. crowley's like well you already asked me not to harm two humans and that is my absolute hard limit Okay. <laughs> my two, limit. two is too many, even, but I'll give you two. I'm absolutely not giving <laughs> two, you two. Too four. <laughs> and then you're gonna wanna expand to their whole fucking network of no, fuck off. <laughs> this episode is a real reminder of how brutal Crowley can be as well. Like Love him. Love my guy. I liked it. Um Okay, here's something. When Dean is talking mm. to Sam, or when Dean is talking to Cass, or Cass is talking to Dean, and he's like, listen, I will try to find, like, I will try to find Ben and Lisa. Can you please just, like, not do that? Like, can you just, like, I forget what he asked him to do, but I thought initially, like, Dean reacts with that and, like, looks up at him, and I'm like, yeah, see, like, Cass is still on your side. Like, he's still helping you. Like, he's gonna try to find Ben and Lisa mm. for you. But Dean actually is, like, are you threatening me, man? Like, you can't do that shit. Like, like he, like, hates that. He's like, that's the yeah. same deal that Crowley mm-hmm. gave me. And it's like, you're not having any fucking luck finding them either. Like, he's such a dick. Yeah. And, like, Cass is still fully trying to help him. Like, he didn't know that Crowley took Ben and Lisa and is trying to, like, get them back for Dean. Didn't want this to happen. And Dean is, like, so mm-hmm. just, like, I don't trust you. You suck. Mm-hmm. You hurt my feelings. And fuck you for even saying that I should, like, step down at this because I need to go torture and kill all of these demons that are possessing humans. And I used to care about that, but now I don't. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I've got a bit of notes written about this. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like, at the start of the conversation when Cass is talking about trust, how it should run both ways, like, all that is so great. Um, and it's real. It's like another continuation of the conversation that they had last episode. Um and 
I think that the point in which Dean kind of turns is when Cass says, like, stand behind me. And I think what Cass means is in terms of uh, stand behind me, I'm strong, I can do this. And, like, be I on can my help side. you. Mm-hmm. Like, have my yeah, back. But, but, yeah. yeah, but I think Dean interprets it as stand back. Like, yeah. don't look for Lisa and, and uh, Ben. And that's not what Cass is saying, but that's the, that's the disconnect. And... It, and then he just kind of doubles down in the moment of not trusting him, um, despite the conversation they just had. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's 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 hard because it's like that it's just a misunderstanding, and because they don't have time to be like, "What did you mean by that?" Um, and then Cassie go, "Oh, you know, I just mean like I can, I want to, I want to help." Well, because um, like Dean is also <laughs> not capable of like giving Cass the benefit of the doubt at this point. Like, I guess because yeah. he tried all throughout the man who would be king to like to actually do that to give him the benefit of the doubt and then got the trade like at this point he can no longer like extend him that kind of yeah trust but still i was like that is so rude but he has to saying that he'll do this thing for you he could if he really didn't give a shit he would just be like yeah whatever kylie has them like i've got other stuff to work on yeah um and i think it's also because of Cass like rejecting like like doubling down as well at the end of the last conversation they had, and then them you know then they mm. kind of were like oh well you know I'll do what I gotta do and I'll fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah right and him finding out that that conversation wasn't purely so he and Cass could talk it out I think had yeah he's that. upset at the start of the well. episode yeah he's like this motherfucker yeah um he came into the room and he played him again listen I don't want to dude. Yeah, relationship changes so much. Can I say something? I do understand why he's like, that's the same damn ransom note that Crowley gave me. Like the idea of like, don't get involved with this shit. Um, uh, Like, and they'll be fine. Um, That is crazy. Uh, Like he's insane. That that sounds the same to him. But I understand why it sounds well, the same. Well, something I also noticed earlier is Sam says to him, "Whiskey, coffee, whatever else you're taking," and Dean basically says, "Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Is that insinuating that he's like taking other drugs? Because we don't see it, but From- motherfuckers on Adderall right now. <laughs> Where did he get that? Sam's he's- like, "You're on meth." <laughs> I don't know. You're on meth right now. Sam's like I've had wild days, yeah. but I my body is a temple. Except for the I just Dean feel like blood. if Dean had to pick oh. an upper, he would skip Adderall. He would go to like he wouldn't. He would go straight he to would, the hard stuff. Yeah, he, he would, would go to like, like meth probably. Eighties drug. Can you imagine him on Meth's coke? He I already. <laughs> he's already suck. like a He'd person so who bad. is on coke all the time. <laughs> uh. Um. God. But yeah, I thought that was that was mm, yeah. It's like Sarah, what are you fucking words have meaning. When you say things, when you put things in your script, they imply things. That's just how words work. No. No. No, no? not on supernatural. Okay. Um, should we talk about Cass's big <laughs> speech? I always come when you call and I am your friend. Dean, I do everything that you ask. I always come when you you call and I am your friend. Still, despite your lack of faith in me and now your threats, I just saved you yet again. Has anyone but your closest kin ever done more for you? All I ask is this one thing. In a a more arrogant character, um, in a more selfish character, 
um, that line could be manipulative. Like, you know, like I helped you, like I, you know, who's helped you more than me, but because that's just not who Cass is. It, it, it's so, he's just having that thought. He's like saying, I helped you. Like <laughs> he's like saying, mm-hmm. I know that I'm important to you. Like mm-hmm. you're important to me. I, I wonder if that, um, I am your friend, if that's like a low key sort of like shout out to Star Trek. Um, in, I don't know. In one of the movies, The Search for Spock, it's the third one, Spock says to Kirk, he says, I have been and always shall be your friend. Um, which it's not the exact line, obviously, but it just, it seems like almost like an echo. And I wonder if that was on purpose yeah. or if that's just like in the, that sort of phrasing is like, just sort of in the air, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's a good question. Because I feel like, um, like, and it kind of kills Spock, or Cass about. and Spock have been compared in the show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think they actually do call him Mr. Spock yeah. earlier. Um, the next thing that Dean says is to, uh, he's like, oh, so I should trust your plan to pop purgatory. And Cass says, I've earned that. I've earned that, Dean. And like, he has. I feel this way. He's been, Yeah. I feel that. I feel that he has earned it. He's asking like, please trust me. I'm, <laughs> at the same way that Dean was just all, like, I'm not going to logic you. Mm. This mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm asking you. And Cass is the same, is, is doing the same thing because neither of them are going to like grown-ups discuss the actual, the fucking Rammies uh. of the plan and the pros and cons and what they actually, their goals and their fears in the situation. Um, can somebody sit them down for a meeting? It's just like... Because this is a real situation that needs to be talked about. Yeah. But instead, it's all about their feelings, which is so funny to me. Um, what do you call it? What are those people that, like, funny... aren't lawyers, but they help you, like, work through an argument and settle? An arbitrator. They need to sit down with yeah. an arbitrator and really get <laughs> yeah. all this out on the table. Yeah. Because Cass has a fairly significant and understandable goal here, which is hey, we've tried to avert the apocalypse before. I'm trying to do this again. Mm. Like, I'm trying to stop us from having to do that whole thing again. But with people having the foreknowledge of us and knowing what we did last time, so we'd have to remanufacture a whole way to do it. Well, this is me stopping that from happening. That's a fair point. Mm. That is a good reason to do something. Um, And Dean is like, you're making everyone on Earth's lives more dangerous and more um and you're making our jobs way harder basically um but i do think that what Cass is saying trumps that like mm. I, you know i i i think if they sat down and talked about it they could have got through this thing which is why season six is so funny to me because like emotional problems could have uh, has like ruined them uh, and they've they've just been ruined by emotional problems for no good fucking reason yeah 
And it happens before and after, but you know. I think as well, because maybe maybe if Sam was a different character, like maybe if Sam, you know how Sam like thinks he's really good at talking about his feelings, but isn't? Uh, oh, yeah. Like maybe because Sam is like that, he can't be kind of like a third like point of reason to be like, hey, let's talk about this. Like they don't really let, I feel like they don't really let Sam and Bobby have like a different opinion to Dean at this point. It's like... Mm-hmm. They're all got to stop Cass <laughs> and yeah. then they're all just got to save Ben and Lisa. Like it's all just They just the kind of like fall in behind, behind Dean. Mm. And to me, I don't really understand why. Has he earned it or are they just trying to protect no, his No, obviously feelings? not. Can we talk about Cass more, please? Yeah. Go for it. Um, what do you have to say? Let's see. Oh, Dean calls... Cass and Crowley butt buddies to Balthazar, which is just like extremely I... homophobic. I was like, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Everyone keeps making these like little allusions. Like, I think Balthazar says, "Are you in flagrante with the with the king?" Yeah, that's king of fun. Hades. That's fun. Like, like Balthazar like because it doesn't feel like a judgment. Shit. Yeah, like he's like... just talking shit, and and that's how he did. You just call him Bal. Yeah. You're calling Bal like he's, yeah. your, like he's your friend? Like he's your Bell. little pal? Oh my god. He's in my notes as Bal. Bal. Oh my god. You are such a... Can I say something? Mm-hmm. For someone who hates pet names, <laughs> you love a nickname. I love a nickname. You'll wear it into the nickname Nicknames over pet nickname. names, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, these guys all have... It's cute. I think it's just... I don't think I'm a That's unique... A I think this is just an Australianism. Um I think so. I was like, I wonder if that's a thing because, like, so many people call your boyfriend uh, Zig instead of Zico. I think that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think I would do that. That's not his name. Yeah. Um, it's not his actual name, guys. Have you heard about this? That's not his name. Um, that's anyway. not Zico's. Not even his name. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, oh my god! There's layers there's to the shit. There's okay. secret lore I can tell you about. Um, okay. Well, we won't put the secret lore on the pod, obviously, but I will have to hear it later. Yeah. Um, you can text me about it. Um, but I, it's there's so much that happens in this episode. But like, let's talk about the cast of it all. Belf, Where yeah. is he at? Their conversation. How desperate is he? Is so interesting that he believes Balthazar in this moment do you think he would have believed him anyway because he's a good like uh good name not good nature what's the word I'm looking for good faith kind of person or do you think that if situation was less desperate he would have been like I don't think you I do not think you actually are gonna stick by me for this one um yeah, I think well, that they've worked together Balthazar because he oh. wants to you know Right. Mm. That's, yeah. That's what I'm asking, essentially. Yeah. And also, like, well, I was just going to say, like, Balthazar has no particular fondness for the Winchesters. Like, his main, like, interactions with them has, have been, like, when they went to get the weapons from him. And then mm. when Cass asks him to do the thing with the Titanic. You know what I mean? It's, like, he doesn't, yeah. like, see them as allies. So I don't think that that would have, like, occurred to him. Yeah, and I think that also because Balthazar specifically is like, this is a bad idea, and he's like calling out the faults. It's like, it's not like he's just yeah. blindly being like, okay, sounds good. That's more suspicious, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. But I think this plays out a little bit next episode. I don't remember exactly. Because I definitely watch The Man Who Would Be King and then I do not watch a lot of what comes up when I do a rewatch, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it's absolutely heartbreaking to me the moment you can see Balthazar realizing that he is going to have to, he opposes Cass in this moment, but he can't do it directly. That's not how he does things. And also, he's pretty sure he died. Yeah, and like, I think he has a lot of affection for Cass because of, like, yeah. essentially... They have a real friendship, it yeah, seems. Yeah, and, and the way that he has kind of opened up Balthazar being able to, like, have this life outside of heaven, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think he, um, more than the Cass girlies, <laughs> who kind of idolize him in heaven, um, he has an appreciation for what he's done, um, but a more full understanding of Cass and I so I think when Cass is like well this plan is just the means to an end Cass uh, I think that's a big like uh like shining neon light that that he has to take into account that he's not safe if um he opposes Cass right now yeah because Mr. Means to an end will kill him so He's also kind of, he's not like completely anti-Cass as well. Like he, because he doesn't want, he doesn't want Raphael to win, right? No. Yeah, so. I don't think he wants that, but he, he is willing to, he, he can see the ramifications of purgatory being opened and the idea that, um, that is a, like sort of a half-baked plan because it's entirely possible Cass couldn't hold the power. Yeah, I, um, I thought that was interesting, like, the way they talk about him being effects. able to, like, yeah. he might explode, essentially. And they, I don't think they've mm. really covered that yet, like, what's physically going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. I did find it interesting, the talking again about souls. I um, I, I enjoy when they actually try and uh, flesh out their, their lore. It, it, yeah. I appreciate it. It's a pretty big idea, like... So whenever they kind of fill it out with a bit more detail, it's like, okay, cool. I'm, I know what's happening. Yeah. I uh, um, I just like the repetition of, like, Cass not being able to lie. Um, like, when Bobby goes to see the uh, old man whose name I can't remember. Um, Shit, I, I've got it. I think but- it's, like... No, it's the woman's son, the old guy. Yeah, is he named? He well, what named. was your point going to be? Oh, his name's Westborough. That's why I couldn't remember it. That is a very unique first name. Um, it, my point is that he picked up on Cass lying. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way, the, mm. yeah, and it's like, I, I just love that they kind of just keep bringing it up that he's a bad liar. <laughs> um. <laughs> This is why you should never, ever, ever let your weaknesses and your lack of skill keep you from reaching for your Mm -hmm. dreams. (laughs) He deceived people for well over a year, um, even though he's such a shit liar. It's incredible. He deceived both you and your your brother. Um, (laughs) I I got really sad in this scene 
with Westboro because I uh, he's yeah. he's so old and he's literally been in this place his whole life. Like the the Rammies of that are really upsetting. <laughs> um, the actor does a really good job. I feel like um, and Anthony oh, yeah. Holland. He died in 2015. Oh, so, R.I.P. Really, yeah. Um, I hate to rush us yeah, along, but sure. uh, should we move into the outro? We do have to. Yeah, I think so. I, think so. I just wanted to say I think. The Jim Beaver performances in this episode was fun to yeah. watch. Um, Jimmy Beaver. Him with, with the Jimmy Beaver back at it again, giving us a good, compelling, full performance of a character. Mwah. Good job. Um, Delicious. I Oh, it's, it's not like going to be either of my things, but um, one of the things that Lisa says in the fight to Dean when she's possessed, uh, she says, you're just a man. I'm pretty sure that's where she says it. I, yes, that was, fuck. I was like, yeah, let both of his love interests, shh, 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 don't talk about it. Yeah, Listen. that's the thing. It's like. Let them both tell him he's just, he's just a man. The hat yes. is on, but like. Yeah, bro, that's why I meant to bring that up. Yeah. Which could mean I nothing. It and I was like, Ugh. Could mean nothing. Could mean Literally. nothing. But it does, like, hey, guys, hey, stay with me. <laughs> it means something. Um, okay. um, But yeah, on that note, after. Outro. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I would love to hear salt mines, heart lockets. I need to look up, you know, how salt, if it's really in mines. I think it is. I think that there's different ways. If you don't go... Guys, yeah, never fear. Wikipedia's got my I think salt panning bag. is a big thing. Salt panning, no? While you're researching, yeah. I want to shout out, um, I think Cindy Sampson did a really good job in the scene where she's... Yes, pres- she's always great. Yeah. I Dr. saw Vizia. her. It's crazy. I've I've seen her. No. Oh, oh no. she does a good uh, job too. Sampson's but yeah, oh, yeah. she's pretty. Well. She's really good. Yes. Yeah. Um. Can I just say that I had a jump scare because I was watching one of my because my mom loves Christmas movies. Um. I was watching like a. I think it was like a Hallmark. Christmas yeah. Movie she she, she does in. Hallmark movies. Yeah. And I was like, girl, you're so wasted here. Why? Are... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, okay, she's so beautiful. Even then, I was like, please, I'm somebody like, give me stunning. a salt mine before I die. Great. Of salt mine, Ella, please. You have, oh, Jess, you're so I chill. You're the chillest. You're the chillest person out there. Was that um, really cool sounding? Really chill and sure. relaxed. Yeah, you, you're always just really relaxed when it comes to like what we're doing in the podcast space. You're you you you're just always really chill about it. That's okay, um, okay, I'm not gonna have the two autocracy bitches speak to me about who is chill. Okay, I love you guys so much. You both have a boner for being in charge. <laughs> How rude. Okay, okay, you have a boner for being truth. like younger sibling coded at all times. <laughs> And somehow we're still not, not like talking about assault mine. Please, God. We <laughs> okay, have seven I, have I love to obstruct the, the flow of things. Please hit us with it, Ella. Okay, so I think it's just in general the whole plot hole of them losing their memories. I think that puts such a fucking stain on what could be a really interesting episode. Um, and I just, bad vibes, don't like it. Bum, bum. Um, in a less serious way, um, the music that happens before Cass smites the demon... <laughs> So terrible. 
insane music. I didn't even. Oh notice. my god, Ilsa, you have to go I listen to it. It's, it's like this crazy weird electronic bop. It's like <laughs> it's like so funny. Okay, that's kind it's of it's never fun. been heard before when or again on the show. <laughs> it doesn't seem to fit the vibe at all. So I don't know what happened. They there. accidentally. Cass put his weird angel uh, pop girlies mix on and it accidentally was playing it. Um, <laughs> and your it sounds like a cat is. went over this like um, keyboard. Yeah, okay. My heart locket. Um, I think just maybe the, the scene with Cass and Dean. I think um, it's very frustrating like as an external person watching them have such a big misunderstanding. But I think it is good stuff. I think it is... When people are clashing because they are coming at a situation from different points of view and you understand their different points of view and and you want to be able to be that person in the room telling them to fix it, Mm -hmm. that's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty good. Elsa Um, from the South Africa desk? I'll hit you... From the South African desk, I will hit you with the... um, I'll hit you with the, uh, the, the, the salt first. I think, um, shit, I had it just now. I think, oh, yeah, not enough Lisa. I would Mm. love for actual Lisa to appear more. I know we get a little bit of possessed Lisa, and while Cindy Sampson fucking knocks it out of of the park, it's Mm -hmm. fun. Um, I mean, it's not fun to watch because she's saying all this horrible, terrible, misogynist shit. Mm. (laughs) It fucking sucks. But she does a great job with it. Um, but I, I would love to see more actual Lisa. That's one of my fa- favorite parts, I think, of, what was it, Live Free, Try Hard? I like that Or Dean's Briefly a Vampire. <laughs> pretty pretty fucking good. And you know what it had? Uh, not enough Lisa, but some Lisa. Some Lisa. And I actually, I, re- I really like Lisa. Um, I would love more. <laughs> it's really interesting that um, so much of her characterization and the kind of questions that you have are spouted by the demon. It's like they almost knew fuck, we've never wrapped up if he's really his dad, like what any any more backstory on what Lisa is like, how yeah. she maybe thinks about having a son out of wedlock or whatever. Like <laughs> and they just kind of like throw out all this evil shit. And it's 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 fun and, and but yeah, like you said, where I would like to see Lisa talk about her life. <laughs> I I don't think she would talk about it that frankly. Or maybe show I think, it. I, I, just, <laughs> I no, I love evasive girlies. And I think that's what she is. Um, um I, Is she underwritten or is she yeah. mysterious? <laughs> she says, shut up. I I like her because a lot of her choices don't revolve around Dean. She makes her choices based on her life and her reasons. And I enjoy that and I would like more of it. My heart Lock it. Mm-hmm. I almost said heart mine. What's up? Let's get a mix up. Um, heart lock it again uh, is, and I hate to say this, um, but it is the, there's this one particular facial, I actually made a post about it like recently. Yeah. There's one particular facial expression that uh, Dean makes when Cass is giving his speech. Yeah. Where he looks um so fucking pissed off mm. <laughs> um in a way that is really compelling to me i um i described it as face you make when someone makes an emotional plea and you're so fucking over it <laughs> like you love them and all but jesus christ that's the only thing keeping you from smacking them in the face um and 
Elle actually replied, he's thinking. And I was like, yeah, thinking about murdering a loved one. And someone else replied, that's a face that says, you know it's true and you know that hurts. How dare you use that against me? And I said, please join my party. We're celebrating hurt feelings guy who's fucking enraged at how sad he is right now. So that's my heart locket. And I'm sorry for it, for enjoying man anger. But I think it was well acted in this instance. And I got to give props. I got to give props where it's due because it hurt me deeply. And in my room at like 2 a.m. Um, who amongst us hasn't yeah. gotten sad in their room thinking about Dean Winchester? I think we can all agree. <laughs> Even Jess on occasion. On occasion. Jess, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Okay, cool. Sure. On occasion. Yay, United. Um, I'll let him get me sad. Uh, what about you, Jess? Yeah. Let us up. Let us let us know. What's up? So for me, my salt mine is Dean torturing all those demons for literally no reason mm. when he has Sorry, great point. Yes. resources yeah. at his disposal, namely Cass, to mm. not do that. It just feels like he is purposefully shooting himself in the foot because he wants to cause pain to people, which is pretty sadistic. Mm. And I don't enjoy it. I also hate... When the show is like, mm. torture is the one true way to get information out of somebody when, as we know, torture is not effective and doesn't work. So, yeah. boo, yeah. torture propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know that Dean especially has so much like trauma wrapped up in torture. Like it's such a big deal at one point in the show. Yeah. For him to be torturing. Season four, you yeah. know, yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to like what comes out or whatever. Like it's a whole fucking thing. And here they're just like, well, mm. we've got to do some torture. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. And then my heart locket is, of course, Cass's speech to Dean uh, of mm. <laughs> I am your friend. I love uh, that. I love that. Like, the, I think like that, his whole like, I, I like how simple the speech is, but also like a little bit sort of archaic because when he's like, like, uh, who but your closest kin has done more for you like that kind of thing yes. it's it's like kind of perfect it's not awkward it, it's yeah. like comes out very naturally but like it's both simple and sort of like a kind of a throwback I, it's it's good good i like it yeah he's been here for a long time and he remembers many things i love it he remembers many things it's that perfect line of yeah like Speaking like he's from another time, but also speaking like he's kind of, this is the first time he's had to have these kind of conversations. So Mm -hmm. he's kind of, he's so sincere emotionally, but also like he's so frustrated that he can't kind of get people to see his point of view. And it's just, it's good stuff. Sorry, Sarah, for shitting on you for 20 minutes earlier. Well, but you you did it. It's like, yeah. It balances out sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's all from us. How, I think that's Jess, it. Do you want to take us out? Yeah, I want to quickly add something to our outro, which is we are supporting the, the writers and actors in their strike. We want them to win. Obviously, yes. you want them to negotiate a good yes, deal that uh, benefits writers and actors and gets them you know, fair compensation for the work that they do and especially, like, on streamers because we're watching this on Netflix, which is a streamer, and they are some of the worst for the exploitation in the industry right now. So um, I want to shout out Mm. the uh, Entertainment Community Fund. We'll put a link to that in the uh, show notes. Um, But you can donate to that 
and that's I, I went to the WGA like strike website to get that information. So like it's legit. It, it used to be mm. called the Actors Fund, and now it's called the Entertainment Community Fund. But it's on both the uh, SAG After Strike website and the right the WGA Strike website. So it's legit. And if you want to help in any way you can, if you have the money to do that, they would. Um, I'm sure. Appreciate I was about it. to say. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want to donate to a coffee or a Patreon, donate to that. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like instead, of, okay. yeah. Send kick a couple dollars. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. So way. this is a very public strike action. So it would be good for these yeah. workers to get uh, a fairer deal, and that will benefit. That will that will those ripple effects will go through more industries than just yeah. uh, the entertainment industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to jump on top of that quickly, yeah. though, um, is that there's been a few people who make like fan run podcasts who have uh, decided to not continue to do their podcast during this time. And we've kind of decided, along with some peers of ours, that like mm. essentially we are not covered by the strike rules in any way. Um, and also we are not talking about anything that is we're not like promoting the show. We're more we, we are critics like this is critical work. Um, and so I think we kind of come under that more so which and critics are still allowed to like essentially create crit, like critical content in this time. So that's kind of where we have come from. Um and, you know, we love TV. And so I think not talking about it during this time doesn't really help. Uh, like, yeah, it's better to use our voice to connect you guys to, like, ways that we can help the strike. Uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Also, Cass, Cass wouldn't exist without the last strike. So I, I exactly. wonder if any kind of Castiel Literally. situation is going to happen this time. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get, we're going to get a Castiel out of this. But I do know that it will be worth it even if we don't. Like, like Jess said, ripple effects, mm. please. <laughs> uh, our, our regular sign off info, email us at thecastcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, write to us on Tumblr. We're at the castcast there on Twitter. You can attempt to write to us maybe, but I think email and Tumblr <laughs> is probably the right way. To go for it. It's for that right Tumblr now. would like still be, be standing for a now, stable... but I think there it's about. I I give Tumblr three years. Um, <laughs> I I almost want to buy something from Tumblr Mart. Like, you guys need money? Don't I will absolutely not because yesterday it. I had to scroll for like probably ten to fifteen seconds before I saw a single post. I got like ten ads in a row, and the full wow. page ads to take up the whole thing. The Tumblr app fucking mm. blows. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway, sorry, yeah. listeners. <laughs> Let's um, yeah. So either email us or send us a message on Tumblr, and uh, we're gonna be covering the season six finale next. So that's very exciting. We love Baby. you. Right. So love you guys. Kissies. Love you. Bye. Bye. Kisses. This is more for the outtakes. This isn't important to the plot, mm-hmm. but um, when. Uh, Lisa, I think Lisa says that Dean has daddy issues. Um, my mm. subtitles changed it to mummy issues. Wow, misogyny! <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I know I like reversed it because I was like, "Am I going crazy?" Um, but no. So I guess it's it, fellas is it gay to have daddy issues as a man, <laughs> and it is. We do know that it is. Hey, listen. <laughs>
I think it might be gayer to have mommy issues. <laughs> <laughs> 